The Chiefs beat the Patriots. The Chiefs beat the Patriots. But the Patriots are cheaters again. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What is up, guys? This is Babes in Ballland. Um, <coughs> that's the only thing about recording in the morning is we're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hi, good morning. <laughs> also, I drank iced coffee, so it makes it worse. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I've got my coffee and it helps, but I'm still. I mean, like you can still tell I'm like high in the next smoker. Are we just gonna get into this? I guess so. Patriots or cheaters? The Patriot, the Patriots. Jesus Christ! Um, wow, <laughs> we're from Oklahoma. <laughs> the Patriots. Um, I'm not from Southern Oklahoma. Jesus, <laughs> pull yourself together. I'm just watching this cheater getting ready for work. <laughs> hate him. I mean, I like him, but I hate him. Slow stroll. Julian Edelman. I don't care how good that beard looks. You're a cheater. (laughs) Yeah. Smell like beef and cheese. Julian. King Julian (laughs) is a cheater. (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted to present their case. Present the Patriots case? Yeah. There is is no case. (laughs) Um, There's no no case. Excuse me. Bill said he's not involved. Well, that's weird, because didn't they just say this morning that Bill said that there were no players involved? Okay, let's just start (laughs) out. On Monday afternoon, I got the little update that the NFL was investigating a rumor that the Patriots taped part of the Bengals' play calls. Um, And then, of course, the Patriots came right back, and their excuse was, well, excuse me, a Patriot scout was being filmed for a do-your-job feature. And then Bill Belichick was like, this is something that we 100% have zero involvement with. (laughs) And I just feel like he's a liar. Then I heard later on one of the talk shows, I can't remember who said it, But they said, if you think Bill Belichick has zero involvement, you're foolish. He is so smart. I just feel like, obviously, he's in it. Well, yeah, and there's no way that he doesn't have any involvement with film. Right. And then Monday afternoon, the Patriots released a statement that said, We accept full responsibility for the actions of our production crew. And the Patriots acknowledged the production crew inappropriately filmed the sidelines. And they have eight minutes of footage Hmm. of the Bengals sidelines. So Bengals Browns. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, wow, Patriots. Maybe... I don't know, and no, you're fine, sorry, but, like, maybe they didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe Bill Belichick is pressed because he just got beat by the youngest quarterback in his house during the regular season. The Patriots got booed at home, okay? And I was here for it. Living. Living. Oh, yeah. And that also clinched the AFC West for the Chiefs. And there's just not a better way to do it. And next week, I was, like, kind of making fun of that um, article title where it was, like, key to championships lie in Patriots, Patriots win. And um, we beat the Patriots. Let's just move into Chiefies at Patriots then. The one thing I have... Before, like, we even talk about the game, 
are y'all going to send your equipment to New Jersey? Oh, my God. They, okay, there were two. <laughs> there were <laughs> I'm two. I'm like, wait, wait. We're playing the Patriots, and y'all sent the gear to the wrong town? Like, I'm you know, not understanding. You know what's so funny about that, too, is that I completely forgot about that. Like, I completely forgot about it until you just brought it up. So, they... Sent the, uh, there were two options of what they could do. They were like trying to wrestle together some gear from a high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or forfeit. Well, obvious. If you guys would have forfeit, that would have been wild. But I think I kept getting, I liked that they were still giving updates on the gear. Like we got the announcement that the Chiefs gear was sent to New Jersey, and then we got an update that it was being transported, and then I got an update that the gear made it before the game, and it was like this own little check-in thing, and I really liked that. The gear but also had a police escort. Yeah, I just don't think we needed a little gear situation before the Patriots game, but it worked out well. I mean, it did, and Yeah, the whole thing was stressful because I was like, if we have to forfeit the game, I'm just not really sure what's going to happen here because I've already been told that this is the key. Yes. (laughs) This this one game is the key to the whole thing. No pressure. Um, I am really disappointed that Damian Williams is going to be out again today. His continued... Injuries have been difficult, and I don't have a whole lot of cheese notes just because it was a week old, but overall, I mean, and there were some, I mean, there were some pretty questionable calls. Yeah, but I, I mean, I just really like to, I think there was this section in the game where the Chiefs scored, the Patriots threw an interception, and then the Chiefs scored again, and the second time they scored was when Travis Kelsey took that direct snap. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, piling it on. And then maybe, like, the next possession, the Patriots were out on downs. So there was, like, that little portion of the game that I super liked because, obviously, if the Patriots are struggling, I'm kind of here for it. Uh, Tom Brady was Tom Brady when he's losing. Oh pissed, yeah, a little getting shit. in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, acting yeah. up, general activity. Yeah, but overall, the Chiefs spokesman did confirm back to the gear that it was sent to the wrong place, and it got there two hours before kickoff. And the Massachusetts State Police had tweeted that they needed help. We got to get the equipment to the stadium. I think they said it was like maybe 35 players. So it wasn't the whole team. But can you imagine like if you're a little Patrick Mahomes, you're ready. You're trying to get ready for this big game. You're going up against Tom Brady and it's an away game. And he's like, yo, where's my gear, though? You know, where's my gear? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. For the you're, you're welcome. The um voiceover, but it's hard I to mean, do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've come a long way, but I'm just like, can you imagine like that caliber of a game? And they're like, hey, we don't have a helmet for you. I'm like, what are you doing, chiefies? Oh, the Bra the Brady's. Oh my god. <laughs> The Brady's. We might as well. We're we're the New England Brady's. The New England Brady's. They are really struggling against these young butt quarterbacks. Um, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens gave him a hard time, and then Deshaun Watson at Houston gave him a hard time. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, the Patriots have scored twenty points or fewer in four of their last five games, and they're two and three in that span so sucks to suck I don't know what else to say sucks to suck (laughs) I think that's a good place to leave it at for sure especially regarding Tom Brady and the teacher gets 
LeBron at his son's game is cute. Um, yeah, I'm watching the footage right now. I didn't watch yeah. it last night. No, I didn't watch last night, but it's cute. Oh, there he is. He's up. He's up. How does he get his beanie to stay on his head like that? I don't know. I How like does... when he's, like, jumping around and the ref's like, sir, the court. <laughs> he's, like, trying to keep him <laughs> off the court. He's like, you can't get on the court. Yeah. And he's like, and he's I'm like... LeBron James. <laughs> that looks like a freaking college game. Like, the amount of people that are there and yeah, it really the does. hype and... I think that's it's super cute. fun. Oh, Le- Luca. LeBron's really shiny. Luca's hopping to the locker he, room. They said his x-rays were negative. Why is he hopping? <laughs> I got a deal yesterday that x-rays were negative. I watched that video you sent me of your boy Luca and Blake Griffin. And yeah. Luca was... Being cute, speaking fluent Spanish in Mexico. And then here comes Blake, and he was like, what's up, guys? I mean, Blake gave it his best go. Um, I don't think it was very fair because Luca played in Madrid for like three <laughs> years. So, I mean, it's it's probably not the easiest for Blake to get up there but he did his best I'm Luca and I'm very cultured yes and Blake was like hi and Blake like sup just out here doing my best Blake Griffin is me just out here really giving my best effort yeah I I like Blake but then he was on what tv show was that Broad City and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. now I love Blake. <laughs> With so, the two. <laughs> yeah, Luca and Blake together, I can't. I kind of have a little sympathy for Baker May. Oh, Baker. I don't know anything about Odell Beckham. What happened to him? I, <laughs> I'm a little frustrated because... I think it was Sunday morning. It came out that Odell's been playing with a sports hernia, and oh. he'll need surgery in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was all the stuff going around that Odell kept hit, like kept telling opposing teams, "Come and get me," like because he wanted to be traded. And then Sunday after the game against the Bengals, Baker. Really put himself out there for Adele. And I know, like, Baker can be a little wild in his interviews, but he really stood up for Odell. And he said that his injury hasn't been handled right. And he was really critical of the team's training staff. And then, of course, everybody was coming after Baker. And then Baker was like, you know, I really didn't mean it like that. I just don't think it's been handled well. And then, like, after all that, they're saying that... Odell may have said come and get me to three different teams in October which would I'm have been the 49ers right now 49ers Seahawks and Pats yeah so then like <laughs> Baker's out here being like nah you're messing with my boy Odell's and then Odell's fine. like come and We're get fine. me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm like, okay, well. But then it says, Charles Landry says, BFF Odell Beckham doesn't want to leave the Browns. And also, like, with how the media was trying to twist Odell's words last week, like, how real is this? Like, are they just digging for a story in Cleveland? Or did this really happen? I don't know, but I feel sorry for Baker Mayne. Because the media was all over him after it. I also think it's foolish for him to not sit. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's going to hurt himself. And then who's well, going to come get him if that's what's going on? This is what I know. I know that Luke Voigt for the Yankees had a sports hernia. He tried to sit out and then come back and... He literally didn't get put on the playoff roster because he was injured. Sidney Crosby had a sports hernia. They didn't even, like, mess around with him. Like, literally, he left the game, and then I got the update that he had surgery. 
So I just don't know what they're doing with Odell, I guess. Maybe it's not as bad. I don't know. Dang, three days ago, Baker Mayfield, there are rumors going around, but I know I've had conversations with him, and I know what we talk about, and I trust him wholeheartedly. Don't be playing with my boy like that. No! (laughs) Odell, I have been telling people that you've been acting better this season. I know! (laughs) That you were on the redemption tour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> last week we were like Odell's above all that with the media and now I'm like wait <laughs> I know and then all of her nonsense was just like recorded for history yeah <laughs> this is how you get played by a man yeah this is it <laughs> thanks Odell that's how it happened <laughs> mm. don't you bake her like that and the Browns play the Cardinals the Cardinals yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like the three o'clock game, isn't it? Or one of Baby them? Yoda versus Baker May. Yeah. And you know I have to talk about the other cheating scandal. Cheaters. Cheaters. The Houston Astros. They said that they've gone through like seventy six thousand emails and they oh brought gosh. in sixty witnesses to interview. And it's the most thorough MLB investigation ever. I think the commissioner said he's hoping to wrap things up soon, but it probably won't end in 2019. And then on Saturday, an article came out and the Astros admitted to sign stealing, but they denied installing the camera in center field. They said they just used it. You know, so what's the problem? (laughs) They just, they just used it. They just like set up a feed from that camera to the dugout what's the problem but they believed they were in line with industry god damn it industry standards so i don't know um they also interviewed aj hinch at winter meetings and he was very uncomfortable as he should be Well, and it also says that they interviewed Dave Roberts from Mm -hmm. the Dodgers. They interviewed Carlos Beltran from the Mets. Like, they're getting in there. They said they've conducted over 60 interviews on the cheating. And they still keep saying the punishments will be harsh. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens there. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. And then, like, you just wonder what all it does from there on out, because I heard that the Astros were maybe trying to move Carlos Correa, their shortstop. But then, like, do teams really want to get in that? I guess it depends on if you need a shortstop or not, but. Well, I have a question for you. So there was a poll that said that 52%, which is not a huge, overwhelming percent out of a sports poll, said that the Astros should be stripped of their 2017 world title if found guilty of electronic sign stealing. What's your, tell me everything. I wouldn't mind. I guess I don't care either way if they took it away. I mean, it kind of, it is what it is. I don't know if, who did they play in 2017? I think the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodgers Dodgers were back to back. I mean, I don't think you can just give it to the Dodgers. Well, no. So, like, so nobody wins. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with, like, them leaving it as is. I think it's kind of embarrassing, honestly, if you leave it. I'm fine either way, like, if they let them keep it or take it away. I guess I just am waiting to see what they do with the main people involved. Well, because if then there's a lot of people who are, like, Sign stealing has gone on since the beginning of time, and they're wanting to kind of, like, just gloss over it and just let it go. And it's, like, so either it's okay to do it or it's not. Like, let somebody know. Yeah. I mean, I love sign stealing, but not to this extent. I do feel like it is a part of baseball. If you can get someone else's, like, if you can get in somebody else's mind, figure out what they're doing, I love all of that. But I, obviously, this is next level. I mean, they admitted yeah, that, that they used that like, camera. 
that comes from like effort from watching film from you know playing against a certain you know pitcher or catcher for x amount of years and knowing you know that's kind of more like developing your game personally instead of just taking the easy road out i guess and especially because like if you get into it even like some of the best pitchers in baseball they have those like those few hitters that just crush them and I love that side of it because just because um so-and-so has a super good high fastball well they were talking about how Juan Soto is an excellent high fastball hitter so matchups like that you know things like that still can happen and I love that side of baseball but the Astros went too far I would not be offended if like the main participants, AJ Hinch, you know, I think the GM, if they were banned, I wouldn't be offended. But I don't feel like it'll probably get to that. I think we'll just see more suspensions, but I wouldn't be upset if they got banned. One of my favorite parts about watching baseball is that moment where, and I guess it depends on if your team is up to bat or not if it's like the worst moment or the best moment is when you're they throw the pitch and you're like they got him to swing at it you know what I mean like that's some of the best part of it is being able to pull that and actually you know like you said using sign stealing as a way of getting into your opponent's head but I do feel like that it's just the easy cheatery its way out. Oh, yeah. Like, it just went too far. And, you know, I was listening to Talking Baseball, their episode with the British guy that went to tons of games this year. And they were talking about how there's two types of people that watch baseball. There's the ones that are like, oh, it's so slow, nothing's happening. And then there are the ones that see everything and they said that you either see everything or you see nothing and that's why there's so many different takes on baseball for me I see everything so whenever the pitcher is looking at the catcher and the catcher is making you know the calls and then the pitcher shakes them off you know like stuff like that I love watching all of that it tells a story, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> it does put together a little package. <laughs> yes. I love seeing all that, like, the thought process, how they're going to try and get each batter out. I love that side of baseball. So, whenever they said, like, you either see everything or nothing, I do... I do really understand that. So, it just sucks that, like... The Astros took this thing that I actually really enjoy because I know that sign stealing happens and whenever somebody's on second base, you have to worry about it then. I think all of that is just game like gamesmanship. Um the Astros treat like they just straight up cheated. They, they literally lazy. had a feed, yeah. So I don't know. And because hi, I'm a chronic overthinker. Now I'm like, how good is Jose Altuve? How good is Alex Bregman? Like, I'm not going to say we're never going to know because they may still play, but I'm always going to question it. Oh, yeah, because once a cheater, some may say. Yeah. Welcome to the New England Bradys, okay? They're out here (laughs) in a cheating scandal. The New England Bradys cheating again. And that is your weekly edition of Babes and Ball Land, Cheaters. Cheaters edition. Cheaters edition. It seems like it's been every week lately. I guess we can talk about the drug testing changes in Major League Baseball. The first thing they did, they added opioids and synthetic THC to something that is tested for. They made marijuana no longer a drug of abuse. And another thing they're really pushing is treatment over punishment, and I super like that. And all of this new stuff will be effective this upcoming spring training. If you guys remember, there was the L.A. Angels pitcher, Tyler Skaggs, 
who was found dead in his hotel room on a road trip, and he had alcohol and opioids in his system. So I do like that they're adding that to the list of things to try and get these players help. And I super like that it's going to be treatment over punishment. Let's also not forget that there was an Angels staff member providing time and time again, and there's text message proof providing the Venmo stuff. Yeah. Opioids to Tyler Skaggs as well, which is enabling a very serious problem. And I also really appreciate the use of, because marijuana can be used for pain relief over opioids and nobody's going to die. Yeah. Using cannabis over opioids. And I know I've already said it, but the treatment part, I just feel like that is way better than just being like, okay, well now you can't play. Well, yeah, because because they do have an issue. You take away their whole life. And I can see at some point where, like, if you're not enrolled in a program, you know, like, and I'm sure, and there needs to be, like, team, you know, even at um, normal corporate jobs, if you are struggling with opioid abuse or alcohol abuse, there a lot of times there are written in treatment programs and employer provided help. And I feel like if you just, you know, and a suspension fine, but I feel like if you don't, the money is there. There's no reason not to help them when the money is there to provide help for these people. Opioids is a crisis in this country that I'm very passionate about, and I feel like that this is a huge step for the MLB. I cannot believe that the MLB is doing it ahead of, like, the NBA. I but know. I really appreciate them taking that step forward, and I hope that other leagues will follow their footsteps because I feel like this is a really positive change for them. Yeah. And, yeah, I just feel like overall it's – a good outcome for, I don't want to say it's all linked to Tyler Skaggs, but that was just all so awful. And you just wonder if he would have gotten help, what would have happened. So yeah. I'm just thankful that they tried to do something. If so. maybe he hadn't been so afraid, you know, yeah. to talk to somebody, you know, without that he wasn't going to lose his job. Right. Yeah. So. All positive things there. I guess we can briefly talk about the Packers because I don't have a whole lot to say. They did beat the Redskins last weekend, 20 to 15. Um, the Packers went up early. They were at 14 to zero. That is kind of the trend, it seems. Um, and I know at one point the announcer was kind of joking that Aaron Jones, the Packers running back, had 187 total yards, and at the time, that tied him with the Redskins for their amount of total yards. No. So that was kind of fun. (laughs) But, like, even saying that, the Packers only won 20-15, to and I saw an article where they said the Packers can't expect to keep winning ugly, And I just feel like that is so true. Like, yes, they are winning, but it doesn't look too good. So, I mean, a dub is a dub is a dub. Until we play a really good team and they amp it up because we have a good record and then we get our ass kicked like the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Who do you you guys play today? Um, The Bears today. The Bears. That'll be a tough game. I'm hoping they can get it together. Yeah, I mean, we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, I'm just super terrified that just like when they played the 49ers, look how that went. And I hate to say this because even if, like, they make it to the Super Bowl, I'm obviously, like, in it to win it. I love the Packers. But I just feel like their record – doesn't really equal what's been happening with like the Packers. They've got, like they've gotten lucky. Oh yeah. And like 
you can call it whatever you want. Like they are squeaking out wins, but a lot of them they are squeaking out. And I mean, the Chiefs are kind of in the same ball game there. I mean, between injuries and there's a lot of people last week who would say that we wouldn't have won without questionable calls, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we did squeak out a win despite what the score reflected because the Patriots love to do that thing in the second half where they yeah, come back and ruin your life. We forgot to talk about that last little drive from the Patriots. They had fourth and goal, and they <laughs> didn't get it. I know. Which so, is fine. That's on that, yeah. That's, it's really all fine. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous, though, but then the Chiefies did their thing. They held them. I guess that's all that matters. I guess that's all that matters. A dub is a dub. Or is it? Or is it? I feel like it is until, like, you get put in a big situation and then you get your butt kicked. Yeah. 49ers. I'm, I'm hurt and offended still. So. Do you want to do Yankee stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course I want to talk about the Yankees. So, first hot topic, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole. Last Sunday, it came out that the Yankees were putting together a record deal for Garrett Cole. And then it came out that the Angels were still being aggressive, trying to get him. And finally... Tuesday night, it had to have been after like 11 o'clock that night because I was already asleep, the news broke that the Yankees did sign Garrett Cole for nine years and $324 million, and he has a fifth-year opt-out option, and that made his deal, it was a record deal, biggest guaranteed deal, and he gets the most per year for a pitcher. And I can't say I'm not excited because that would put the Yankees starting rotation, Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, who was out most of last year injured, Masahiro Tanaka, who I've talked about his postseason stuff. He's amazing. And James Paxton would be the fourth option. You could probably switch Tanaka and Paxton if you wanted to, but all four of those had moments last year where they were absolutely shut down, and that would kind of leave the fifth spot for J.A. Happ, who the Yankees said they're trying to trade. I don't know how much left they'll really have with that, and then I don't know what all is going on with Domingo Herman. I don't know with his investigation if he's even going to be an option, and then Jordan Montgomery will be back from being injured last year as well. I believe he had Tommy John. So that's kind of the option for our fifth starter. And I just feel much better about, well, obviously, I mean, the Yankees got Garrett Cole. Obviously, I'm feeling better about it than last year. But yeah, big news for Yankees this week. I saw that the Dodgers offered Garrett Cole $300 million. Yeah, um, I heard the Dodgers and the Angels both had pretty good offers, but Garrett Cole said even though he was interested in the Angels, it came down to wanting to win a World Series. So that's why Ooh, he picked the Yankees. I, oh. I'm like, hi, Daddy. Welcome home. Let's <laughs> get mood. that haircut, though. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of haircuts. Girls up. Yeah. I heard the Yankees were targeting Josh Hader. For the Milwaukee Brewers. Is it Hater? I think it's Hater. Hater. Which also, he would require a haircut. He's and a I just feel like that would closer. benefit him. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. He's a nasty closer. I get they're it. saying real anxious <laughs> they're when saying he steps on the plate. If they're targeting Josh Hater, though, that would mean that we're probably not re-signing Dellen Batances. And that makes me sad because I really like Dellen. But we'll see. There's not a deal done on that yet. So we'll just wait and see. The only baseball hot topic that I have this week is Michael Walker 
Waka Flocka Flame, who was out on injury for the end of the St. Louis Cardinals season. He has been sent to the Mets, which I knew he was going. Like, it was written on the wall before the end of the season. But to the Mets... That hurts for personal reasons that I can't, like, fully disclose, but just know it hurts. (laughs) I don't even, like, fully hate the Mets. I hate how hard Mets fans come at me online sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) pretty bad. I'm not even the aggressor in this, but I get attacked, okay, (laughs) by Mets fans. So if they could just back off. That would be Leslie. And then the Yankees also re-signed Brett Gardner. Yeah. He got a one-year deal with, Yay. I think, an option for 2021. So Yay. let Brett bang. I love Brett. A little sad news for the Yankees, though. They did not pick up D.D. Gregorius's option. So he did get signed with the Phillies for a one-year deal. Oh, and the God. Phillies are like... The Phillies are making some power moves. Yes, they are. And I can appreciate that. So, Didi to the Phillies, and then Austin Romine, or Romaine Lettuce. Romaine Lettuce. He got picked up by Detroit, so he was our backup catcher. If you remember, (laughs) do you remember the one day at work that I flew home to try and watch the end of the Yankees game? And it broke out in, like, that huge brawl, and I missed it all. Yes, for Detroit. Yes. Um, That was Austin Romaine Lettuce fighting Miggy. So I do think it's kind of funny that they're teammates now. (laughs) Good. Yeah. That's really nice. (laughs) If you remember, Miggy was talking crap, and then um, Romine was like, actually, I don't think so. And then it went down. Benches cleared. Benches cleared. Full-on brawl. Bullpen coming at you. (laughs) Yeah. Aaron Judge sprinting in, you know, ready to fight. And I'm like, well, I'm very curious. Fresh back from injury. And he was right in the middle of the fight. Oh, my gosh. I was so (laughs) mad. So we'll see how that plays out. And then the only other big signings I have, like, around the league would be Strasburg did resign with the Nationals, seven years, two hundred and forty-five million, and then Anthony Rendon signed with the Angels, also seven year, two hundred and forty-five million. I am so excited that that's kind of how that worked out. Like if the Angels would have got Cole, fine, whatever. But I think that Trout and Rendon together could be fun. Like, I would want to tune into more games. Back to the NFL. Did you see, I'm sure you did, but um, the Ravens cornerback, Marcus Peters, um, $14,000 beer night. He was fined (laughs) $14,000 for drinking a beer with fans after the Ravens beat the Bills. And I'm like, that, I mean, I guess $14,000 is like $14 in my world, but yeah, that's an expensive beer. I did see that he got fined. I'm still like not mad at it though. Can you oh, imagine no. being that fan, you know, like the fan experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was just trying to wrap up the overall experience for that fan. So I'm like, let him chug the beer. I don't care. (laughs) And then to basketball, I feel like I have to bring it up because it's, you know, continuing into this week. Dion Waiters, who plays for the Heat, he's suspended again for continued insubordination. He's having a really difficult time, and I can't find a lot of, like, information about it either, because, you know, I tried to get in there, but I'm like, is this a Dion Waiters problem, or is this a Miami Heat problem? Like, are are they just in a bad relationship? They didn't really say much. When Dion played for the Thunder, I don't feel like we had these issues. No. I never heard anything like that about him. I'm worried about Dion. 
Yeah. I'm worried that he's not being treated right. I'm like, baby, come back. Or this is another situation where I'm standing up for somebody who doesn't deserve it. Someone that's acting up. It's one of the two. No (laughs) telling. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, poor Dion. He's suspended again through December 23rd for continued insubordination. I guess we could also talk about college football since the bowl games came out. College football. For the Peach Bowl, it's LSU versus OU. Terrifying. And that game, yeah, that game will be December 28th at 3. I'm literally shaking in my boots, but I don't wear boots. I mean, oh, no, we don't wear boots. But it's scary. And then Fiesta Bowl is Ohio State versus Clemson. That'll and that is the 28th at 7. So we kind of got our little playoff situation. Oklahoma State fans. We did get a bowl. The Academy Sports Texas Bowl. I'm so blessed. I love Um, that you guys are playing A&M, and I want you to beat the brakes off them because the SEC sucks. OSU versus Texas A&M. That's um, the 27th, I think, at like maybe 530 or 6, and that game will be on ESPN. So, yeah. Bowls are kind of set. Now we just wait. We also had the Heisman finalists announced, and then the winner was picked last night. So it was in between LSU's quarterback, Joe Burrow, Ohio State's quarterback, Justin Fields, OU's quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and then Ohio State's defensive end, Chase Young. So they were the finalists, and Joe Burrow from LSU did win. Which we knew was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, hands down, I didn't even think it would be somebody else. But he was so happy, so. I wanted the defensive end to win just because, on principle, of it not being a quarterback and things that we have been discussing. But, I mean, we knew that Burrow if was going to. Chase gonna... Young would have won and Chuba wasn't even invited, I would have been a Salty MFR. <laughs> so salty. I mean, that's understandable, but I just was hoping that um, Ohio State would get that on a not quarterback situation. Yeah. But, you know, the only other thing with college football, I mean, you know, I was ready for everyone's favorite grandpa, Coach O, from LSU's (laughs) speech about Joe Burrow. And then Joe Burrow crying about Coach O. And it was just, there was so much. And I I love it. I know I've, like, teased the LSU coach about his voice. But this is going to be the biggest compliment I could ever pay him. Because typically I hate LSU. He makes me want to watch. Like, I'm not as mad. He makes, he's, um, yeah, made LSU kind of a different beast. And I need to clear out all those feelings and get ready for the bowl game, I guess, because. Like, I feel like I had all those negative LSU less miles vibes, and he's completely just washed that away, and I'm not as angry anymore. You never know what a good coach can do for a team and for a group of kids. Because, I I mean, I don't feel like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't feel like Joe Burrow was putting on at all. Like, he loves that man. Yeah, he does. It was very sweet. I am here for sports relationship. It's also kind of nice to see that just because I haven't been keeping up with it too much, but the NHL right now, It's having tons of stuff coming out about their coaches. And I don't think, like, anybody would be surprised that NHL coaches are as harsh as they are. I mean, hockey kind of has that vibe anyways as far as, like, the fighting. And I can't remember the player's name, but he literally – he got hit in the face. He lost, like, eight or nine teeth. He went to the locker room, he put, like, one of the shields on his helmet, came back and played. The team flew home. 
he had dental work done that morning and then he was playing in that night's game again. Oh my god. So when the <laughs> NHL is like, Well, Kawhi's gonna sit tonight. I'm sorry, the NBA's like Kawhi's gonna sit. I'm like, Well, okay. You know, we got hockey players out here literally having facial surgery and then playing. It's fine. Blake so, like, Griffin know... went out last night, like just to like bring up another <laughs> example of folks who are sitting all the time. Blake so, Griffin like, is back on I the know. <laughs> so I know that hockey kind of has this vibe of being overall tough, but they're having some awful stuff come out about some of their coaches. So it's kind of nice to see that coaching relationship in LSU because it's not all bad. I feel like coaches have to find the ways to get each player to respond, and maybe sometimes they go too far. So it was nice, like, when I've been hearing all this stuff about NHL coaches to kind of see that football relationship, because it's not all bad. That was very sweet. Yep. Do you want to talk about the, what they call them, Oklahoma City – Nuggets, or what did they call them? The Thunder Nuggets. The Thunder oh Nuggets. Oh, gosh. That's so I upsetting. would say it's kind of been another rough week. God, and we started out the week so strong. Yeah. Sunday night, Oklahoma City played in Portland. Carmella Anthony, shout out. They did end up winning that game, 108-96. to I watched... About the first half of it, but it was a late start time, so I couldn't hang out for the whole thing. But I was excited to see that they won. Oh, yeah, I couldn't believe they won. I mean, they did a really great job. Final was 108.96. And then they went to Utah and did it even better. And we always struggle with Utah, even when we had our star starting lineup. And I don't care if Utah was just having a bad night. We beat them 104 to 90, and we looked good doing it. So that was like two convincing wins in a row. Yes. And then on Wednesday, Oklahoma City played the Kings, and I feel like we just kind of got our hearts ripped out a little bit. And then this is where things start to go awry. The thing about the Kings game is I wasn't even – I mean – it did it did suck to watch the Kings come back so quickly and the final score was hurtful because it was ninety four ninety three, so it was like literally a one point loss. But like in the fourth quarter they when um okay, I'm gonna try it. Bo You can okay. do it. No, I can't. I believe I can, you. Maybe I can do the last name, but I don't know if I can do the first and last name. Bogdanovic made the three-pointer with 13 seconds remaining for the Sacramento Kings, which brought them that to – yeah, Oh, yeah. They overcame an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter because I thought the game was in the bag. Same. And then at the time – you know, we were still up 93 to 91, and then he hit that three, and then the final was 94 to 93, and that was hurtful. Yeah. And then, like, we slid into Saturday night in Denver and just never really rebounded, I feel. Denver was – It was a hard game to watch. It was difficult. There were – they – I don't know if it was just, like, it didn't seem like they were communicating as well as no. they had been earlier in the week. And, I mean, and I know that and happens sometimes. And they weren't sometimes. shooting well. So, like – And when, when you're on the road that much, like, I know there's a lot of factors. So, it'll be nice for them to get back home. They have an off day today. Monday they play the Bulls. But – I mean, I cannot stand Nikola Jokic. Same. He, he just has a face that, I don't know, he makes me mad. It's one of those faces that you just want to give him a good knuckle <laughs> sandwich. I'm so glad you said it first. Yeah. Because he, I didn't <laughs> want to be a hater by myself. 
Well, and I mean, in the, he does have 32 regular season triple doubles, which he recorded one on us. And um, he's just, it like just so wasn't tall and bumbly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> on some Thunder injuries, Diallo is still out, which he'll be out through the year. And uh, Terrence Ferguson missed his fifth consecutive game with right hip soreness. And we'll just see what we can do. You know, we're just the Thunder are out here doing their best. Yeah. As far as the players go, I'm really, you know, happy. Dennis Schroeder versus Utah was like, watch us mess around and end up in a sixth or seventh seed situation. Yeah. Just like yeah, we he were good. with a starting lineup. On some Thunder injuries. Diallo is still out, which he'll be out through the year. And uh, Terrence Ferguson missed his fifth consecutive game with right hip soreness. And we'll just see what we can do. You know, we're just the Thunder are out here doing their best. As far as the players go, I'm really, you know, happy. Dennis Schroeder versus Utah was like, watch us mess around and end up in a sixth or seventh seed situation. Yeah. Just like we were with a starting lineup. I am still excited. Monday, like you said, they played the Bulls. Wednesday, they played the Grizzlies. And Friday, the Suns. So maybe we can get two out of three. This is a big week for us to come back. We could win some games here. And, you know, kind of raise our confidence up a little bit because next Sunday we play the Clippers and we just need to pull it together before we play the Clippers. Do you know if it's in L.A. or is it in Oklahoma City? It is. If it's in Oklahoma City, maybe I'm going to slide in. I don't know. It looks like it is going to be in Oklahoma City. I haven't been to a game yet this year. I know. I didn't go to a game last year either, and I need to pull it together and find one. Yep, it's at the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Tickets as low as $21, ma'am. $21? Maybe I'll be there. Um, And you said that's next Sunday? Yeah. Dang, I don't work. Girl. <laughs> Maybe we could slide in on some cheap seats. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see what the week brings. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if we are like crunch time for Christmas, so we'll see. I am I was really troubled by and I guess I had just been kind of like rolling along with the thunder and just like watching games and stuff and not like paying a whole lot of attention to like extra stuff or news and then someone at work this week I had sports center on and um, a customer came into my job and they were like did you know that the thunder um, front office made sure to let everybody know this week that Steven Adams was still available yeah and I'm upset I know they're trying to do this whole overhaul, like, I get that. I also understand Steven has a very big contract. understand that. If he gets traded, I'm going to be very hurt. It says that Chris Paul, which we know that Chris Paul is just, like, steadily available. Yeah. Um, Gallinari and Steven Adams are all available. And if Steven Adams gets traded within this season it's going to be really difficult for me to yeah finish the season out without being just furious all the time if steven gets traded even though like i understand all these things i don't know how much i would be able to watch the rest of the season it's and we've just been through so much yeah and i'm still like directly correlating everything to one Kevin Durant oh, so I yeah. just the bottom you know of like the graph like of the if Kevin Durant trouble. takes Steven Adams away from me as well I'm gonna be very upset okay because yes because this all does like spider web back to I mean 
maybe one day we can have a nice conspiracy theory episode where we let you know how Kevin Durant ruined the Thunder single-handedly. Yeah. But, yeah. It's all And, like, I would be upset if Gallo got traded, too, because I am really starting to like him. But I would understand that more than Steven. I just... I don't care what Steven's stat line is every night. I absolutely do not care. If you are watching the game, you cannot quantify what Steven Adams does. Nope. So I will be very upset. And he's so consistent. Yes. He's so consistent. He's a yes. consistent force. He is a... A big man on court, which we don't have another one, which I guess we would trade for one. But I don't want another one. I want Steven. I and want I, Steven. Yeah. Even if it's just for this season and I have to deal with something terrible later, like, just don't do me that way during midseason. I feel like he's young enough that they could still make him part of what's happening, I guess. I don't know. That would be a tough one for me to swallow. Oh, yeah. There there might be tears. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like I think he said in an interview before the season, whenever they were talking about leadership, he made the comment that, like, well, you can't pick a leader. And he's very right. And I feel <sighs> like he's kind of – Slid into this somewhat even fatherly role and it just looks good on him like I don't I don't know I love Steven I don't know what else to say yeah that's that's the end we love Steven we need him don't yeah don't jeopardize our season we've already been through a lot okay (laughs) don't take (laughs) away Steven hashtag we need Steven Maybe that's the title of this episode. I don't know. The Babes Love Steven. Forever. Yeah. And ever. Amen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awards? Sure. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. My Yes Queen Award goes to Oklahoma football coach Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley has his had I past tense had his third quarterback at the Heisman presentation in his third year of coaching and two of his quarterbacks are playing together today. And I Lincoln Riley's amazing and that kind of just goes back into what we were talking about earlier about coaching, about developing relationships and what a good coach can do for people. Okay. I'm on board with that. Lincoln I Riley. do like Lincoln. He's sending them all to the Heisman. Yeah. And actually, my Tim Tebow, I'm excited, is actually the Browns-Cardinals game today. Hashtag oh, O-U-D-N-A. Hashtag so, O-U-D-N-A. I yeah, appreciate you. I can play nice. I mean, I'm going to tune in. Because that's going to be super interesting to watch. My Yes Queen is going to go to Luke Voigt. And as I've said, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, who is number 45. And Luke Voigt wore number 45 last year. So they had, I can't remember what show he was on, but he was being interviewed. And... Well, let's start with earlier in the week, right? After Garrett Cole was announced, Luke Voigt tweeted out at Garrett Cole, hey, the number 45 jersey fits really weird and runs really big. Not a problem (laughs) that you will want to worry about for the next nine years, so I'll take care of it. So he had already tweeted that out. And then in the interview, Luke Voigt was talking about when the Yankees picked up Troy to the whiskey or some something like that. I can't pronounce his name. Last off season because DD Gregorius was out. Tulo wanted Tyler Wade's number, baby eyebrows, but Tulo gave Tyler Wade 
a Rolex. So oh my Luke, Voigt, <laughs> Luke Voigt was like, yeah, Tyler Wade got a Rolex and just like grinned super big at the camera. So I'm like, Garrett Cole, it's your move. The man is asking to be wooed, okay? He's going to need a parting <laughs> gift for number 45. So I thought that was super cute. You need to get him a present, and then you can have your number. Yeah, and then you can have it. But he's expecting payment, so now we're all waiting, okay? I like it. What do you think it was a good payment like, would be? I don't know. I mean, his <laughs> eyes kind of glimmered whenever he said Rolex, so I don't know if that's what he's expecting. The bar has think, been set. <laughs> yeah, I would think, you know, Garrett Cole could get that done, or maybe he's not attached to number 45. I don't know. The Yankees also still haven't officially announced Garrett Cole, and I'm like, I need to see him in the uniform, okay? Can we get that done, too? Yeah, I've already seen walk a flock of flame in the uniform the yeah. next uniform so what's the problem <laughs> what are we waiting for but anyways <laughs> luke voigt gets my yes queen my oh honey award and i am probably it's hard to read in between the lines via text sometimes about a situation you don't know anything about but my oh honey award goes to anthony rendon and we already talked about him. Um, he went to the Angels instead of the Dodgers, who had been expressing interest. And Anthony Rendon is quoted as saying he's not into that Hollywood lifestyle. And then when asked about Mike Trout, if he thought Mike Trout was excited, he said he seems really excited based on the exclamation points in his text message. Honey. I like Anthony Rendon. <laughs> I do. It just seems really shady and then kind of flat. Yeah, <laughs> but like... I feel like that's just him. I feel like he is shady and flat. <laughs> but, like, because I don't care. I feel like that he managed to throw shade at the Dodgers and at Mike Trout at the same time. Yeah. I mean, he did. I see and, what you did there. But And maybe I'm just reading into it, and he was, like, just being, like, really flat and funny, like, dry humor. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, he seemed excited based on exclamation points. And I'm like, he was <laughs> Anthony, honey. I mean, he's like, I got many exclamations, okay? Don't worry about what we're doing <laughs> over here. I, I mean... <laughs> it was shady, but I like him. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> My oh honey goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh no. <laughs> I am so blessed that you guys beat the Patriots. But what? how are you going to send the gear to Jersey? Okay? <laughs> I can't. I mean, they said that the local team that they were trying to get helmets from were somewhat similar. But you can't go on a national broadcast against the Patriots wearing borrowed helmets. Like, I'm going to need them to get it together. Understandable. But the, I don't feel like that. It's for the – I'm going to pull a Bill Belichick and be like, we didn't really have anything to do with that. It was just yeah. the staff. Just the staff, not us. Yeah, all like the they're not staff. all – like they're not a unit <laughs> – yeah. Okay. My pinky power play of the week actually goes to LeBron James. Because we haven't talked about LeBron James. LeBron James. For his continued performance in basketball and for him packing the house for his kiddos game, the Sierra Canyon St. Vincent St. Mary game. And it was just, it was a power move to see him and his wife there. And we already kind of talked about earlier how that high school game looked like a college playoff with yeah. all the hype. And I just really like that. That's a power play. I love a good father-son moment. Gives me warm fuzzies. I've actually kind of renamed my award. So I have a pinky power move 
this week. The Yankees got trolled, and it was actually done so well that I'm like, dang, y'all are good. So, Tuesday night, super late, the Yankees announced Garrett Cole. Wednesday, the Washington Nationals posted a video of Juan Soto hitting a home run off of Garrett Cole in the World Series. Oh, wow. So, it was just super funny to me that, I mean, they trolled the Yankees hard, but I liked it because they were like, oh, you have Garrett Cole? No big deal. And it was just funny. I thought it was super well done, and I'm like, well played, Nationals. <laughs> Pinky that power really move. Funny. I see you, yeah. Trolling the Yankees. Yankees get trolled pretty hard. You either yeah. love them or you hate them. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, guys, whatever. But I'm like, no, okay, this one, that's funny. That was funny. I love it. Tim Tebow, I'm really excited. The most exciting part is next summer, the Skankies play the bird turds in St. Louis, which is not a giant leap for us. And Babes and Ball Land does St. Louis summer 2020. I and mean, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. We're going to go for the whole series. I've never done that before. I've only ever went to a game, not a whole series. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm Tim Tebow, and I'm excited. But I'm we not have excited our to Airbnb. be a Jet. Oh, no. The Jets. <laughs> Did you hear Stephen A. Smith screaming this week about the Ravens versus the Jets? It was the Jets! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he's not wrong. But Tim Tebow, I'm excited. Babes in Balland does Yankees versus Birchards next summer. I mean, I kind of already leaked my Tim Tebow, so hashtag O-U-D-N-A. I don't know what else to say. Hashtag O-U-D-N-A. Yeah. Brown, Especially LSU versus Oklahoma. I I mean, I do like Baker better, but I'll watch. I'll check it out. Uh, you heard it here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. December 2019, Jesse Postier, at Jesse I mean, Postier. I like I, Baker better. Yeah, I said better, not the best. Write that down. We're, I mean, we're getting there. It's only, like, a matter of time. Don't before you're... do that to him, Odell. Okay? Oh. Don't fight him. I have a – okay, if you remember last week's episode, we talked about Packers – quarterbacks and what could be a worse option oh my gosh than baker mayfield and i said tom brady well i've got another one for you actually um jay my husband came up with it he texted me mid listening to our podcast and was like i've got one for you Jameis the anus winston oh my gosh i feel like this episode's over (laughs) i can't respond on to that you said it couldn't get worse okay jay i see you (laughs) first he was like you know what i kind of like st louis for hockey and now he's like don't forget Jameis the anus okay well i forgot (laughs) about Jameis the anus winston because what are the buccaneers out here doing you know what we might as well i i don't think he's still playing the last i heard he was trying to play in canada but we might as well add Manzel to the list. That would be worse than Baker. Like, I'll admit oh that. Gosh. He can make the list. <laughs> Johnny Football. <laughs> you heard it here first. Jesse yeah. loves Baker. I can't believe now we're composing a list of who I think is worse than Baker, but <laughs> I hope you guys are entertained. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really entertained. 